Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Manole and Convo. Here are my boy Nell. Uh, Special shout outs to everybody that's been supporting so far Instagram, YouTube, subscribing, sharing, word of mouth, showing us love when we see when we see y'all in person. Appreciate all of it for sure. Definitely appreciate all the love. It's growing st- slowly but steadily. Uh, I'm, I'm watching this shit go up. It's, it's, it's dope just watching it from starting from nothing and seeing yeah. it to what it is now. Starting from the um, living room. <laughs> in my living room. Word, That's word. how it started? Yeah. Because yeah. we just doing a regular podcast at first. With like me, him, Dion, and then David. Shout out to Dion, man. He's <laughs> yeah, right. He's shout out to my guy. That's a fact. And also, shout out to our sponsors, man. Shout out to Guapcoin. Powered by Guapcoin. Powered by Guapcoin. Hell yeah. Cryptocurrency for the culture. You know what I mean? For real. Get with it. Get with it or get left behind. Sure. To the moon. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, uh, I'm here today with a, with a really talented brother. Appreciate you. Man, he done took pictures of... All the artists you love. <laughs> <laughs> Biddy Board to come do some ill videos. Man, nothing less to do. Introduce Creative Connect. Boy, what's good? Appreciate it, man. I just want to say thank you guys for even having me. It's definitely a pleasure. I super admire what you guys are doing. Appreciate uh, like it, you man. Like I said, you guys started in the living room, but this joint jumping. Appreciate it, man. It'd be funny because my brother be telling me, he'd be like, yo, people fucking with your interview. And it was like, I'm in it, so it's hard to like tell mm-hmm. to feel it. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm like, word. <laughs> like, appreciate Honest, that shit. It's it's the consistency for me. Yeah, <laughs> it's that's the, it's the consistency say. for me. Like, y'all boys be super consistent, and I think that's like super important nowadays for like, especially a podcast like, I would say Renaissance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's something we probably think we should work on is consistency. Well, at least that's what I think we could work on. So, so better, even more up. consistent, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just like we want to keep shit, keep building the team, and we'll be able to put out joints quicker because yeah, it's like sorry. we have so much like people who want to sit down with us. Like we don't have enough time, damn near. Right, like, it makes sense. Yeah, so it's just like shoot, anybody who's interested in helping us out, you know what I mean? Hit the hit our hit our inbox on IG, hit our email. Ser- what they say? Serious inquiries only. Please, <laughs> <laughs> please, serious right, inquiries right. only. Where? So, uh, let's get started. You from Buffalo, right? I am from Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, what side of town? What side of town? You grew up? Oh, uptown, of course. East side. Yeah, <laughs> uptown. We was talking earlier. He was like, "You went to Bennett, right?" Did, That's a fact. Did you? Uh, did you play any sports? Or no. I ran track. Oh, yeah, I was. I was that dude that like, I was cool with the coach, but he was just like, "Damn, you got long arms and long legs." Now I need you for track. And I'm just like, I'm trying to play basketball. Now I need you for track. <laughs> Literally wouldn't let me play in any sports. Because our... our uh, it was the same coach for track and basketball? Same coach for track, basketball. Mm. And then he worked aside to football. But he was like also there on football. Mm-hmm. So it was just like... And then, you know, Bennett has all high stadium. So like all the Buffalo right. Public Schools come there. So it is just weird. <laughs> they, they confided me. Yo, yo, track was fired. I wish I would have ran it more. Like I didn't run to like my senior year. Culture Sardo was begging me. And I'm yeah, like, Sardo was begging me all the time. I was like, it's a dub. Bro. Where'd you guys go? Hutch Tech. Hutch Tech. Where? That's fire. I was like, it's a dub for that track shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, y'all boys had the all state team for like track. Yeah, and cross country. Yeah, That's what like, I'm like, saying. Eight like years, eight years strong. When, when I was the shit, it's probably they it kept it going. Probably. Nah, it's still going. Oh yeah. We was we was nice. Shit. So in uh, when you were you taking pictures when you were in high school? I was. I've been taking pictures for about like since I was like ten, maybe. Word. Yeah. 
that's fire. Did somebody like put a camera in here or something you just naturally gravitated towards? My dad used to do like VHS tapes as cheesy mm-hmm. as it really sounds, but like I was like sheltered when I was younger. I mean, we used to just travel a lot, just me and my like internal family. And he used to just always do home videos. And I thought that shit was just so cool. Like for real. And he yeah, used to always do film photos. And he was a photographer before he got into the medical field. So I used to just be like, yo, it's more than possible. Like my dad was like jigging and selling paintings and like working <laughs> mm-hmm. at ECMC. I was just like, I didn't have no concept of like a starving artist or it ever not working. So I was just like, I fell in love with it. That's that's, that's dope. Hard, yeah. That's dope. Cause a lot of people fall into that misconception of like Oh, in order for it to be real artists, like you kind of gotta, you have to struggle. It has to be yeah. from the very bottom. And it's like eh, not necessarily. No, <laughs> there's people out here like with art that never even, like I said, just sheltered, don't even understand what a starving artist really looked like. They Where, got family members that pay that way, and just, mm-hmm. I mean, granted, that's a whole different crowd. I ain't saying I ain't in that. I'm in yeah. that crowd, <laughs> but it's definitely people out there. Yeah. I know what you mean, cause like they do that shit. Like even with like I say in the conscious community, they's like, oh, if you're doing, you're supposed to be broke, and it was like that was a, like what do you call it, the poor righteous teacher. Why was that a thing though, or why is that a thing? That's a like I think a lot of it comes from cause when people get money, they money and things that they do for money, they don't care like, as much about like the art or the yeah, or like or creating maybe yeah, like the physical like they start doing it for the money versus for the love and the passion. I feel I like the mainstream idea about money is what is the misconception like a lot of people that's what the narrative is <laughs> like <laughs> publicly for everybody Word. to sell like mm-hmm. you gotta be grinding and do all this other extra shit when it's just like i had like six rooms with my one homie we was like looking at this mansion and he was just like yo my grandfather used to own this joint and it just clicked in my head and i was just like that's crazy i'm like bro did you like you don't even gotta like go hard, move to LA, do all this extra stuff, be this model to like afford that. Like you could just get like a basic job and pay a mortgage like anybody <laughs> else and like still acquire that. Like you don't and it can't even a thought of like if you could have what you're working for right now, would you do the same shit? That's a good question. <laughs> it's like I'm pretty sure most people would be like, nah. Yeah. That's a fact. So it's like it doesn't matter how you get it as long as you get it. That's a fact. As if the like um, material shit, that's your like ultimate goal. Though. Yeah, true, true, true. Yeah, I mean, if you fulfilled in life, you're happy. Mm-hmm. Word, dude. None of this matters anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's what do. yeah, cause I was I was with uh, Truly, and we were talking like I don't even think we were talking about it, but I was I was on some shrooms at his. At his yeah, I was there when you pulled up. <laughs> <laughs> so you you did you did it was after you dipped. I'm chilling and I'm looking at all this stuff and I'm like I'm like yo. This is where the fucking value is. Like people be putting it into the money, mm. but it's like, bro, it's money really just like some digital. At this point, it's digital numbers right. on the fucking screen. So it's like, really, I'm looking at this shit, and I'm like, yo, there's a lot of value in this mm-hmm. place, and this is like things that we like. He'll do something for me, or like I'll, I'll be doing work for him, and then be like, oh well, I'll shit, I'll I'll paint this canvas for you, bet. And like that's our transaction, or it's like, oh, we're doing this out shit. I'll send you some. I I I paid you in guap, and I'd be like, I'm cool, bro. You like, be like bet, and then it's like like really creating the means of value in exchange, and that shit like it. People, I don't think people grasp the like the power in it. 
I mean, because we really taking our power back. And it's, it's almost like going back into, like, the barter system, like, yeah. back in the day. Like, you know what? Like, I like this herb. I just want to give you some beads for it. Shoot, cool. Same value as me. Because I want some beads. Because <laughs> I got hella beads over here. You got, you got hella yeah. herbs. Right. <laughs> Come on. That shit makes, it makes mad sense. It's the government that's made it to where you need this paper money or this money in order to attain yeah, get, your, get your fiat yeah. notes. Get, but, your, <laughs> get yeah. your fiat. But it's like, I, and I was... Because it's I? not the people you mingling with every day and making these interactions and exchanges with. True. Because like we just said, you can do it that way and accomplish the same amount of things. Facts. And it, I was talking to... Uh, I was kicking it with uh, Kev and uh, Free Music Party. Mm-hmm. Was, oh, cool. Yeah, we was we was over there kicking. We was talking about just like the value system of how we value shit, and it was just like it, we literally came up with that to that consensus. It's like it's money is supposed to be the tool that gets us to to experience life. Yeah, the thing experience that we we better, want, man. and people fuck it up when they make money the end goal instead of like, and that's that's the issue. I feel like with a lot of people like what we're seeing in society today with just shit with the shutdown and all that type of shit like it's so many people losing money it's like what the fuck so like how did the how did like corona and the quarantine and shutdown how did that affect your work and like creative process any of that so i'll start by saying first i mean when everything shut down nobody was doing nothing Mm -hmm. and for a second i was just like i was pretty comfortable with it but it took like a moment where i was just like a lot of my work consisted on like, cause I do a lot of music industry stuff. So I was just like, dang, like my whole career kind of is like based on the entertainment industry. Mm. So I, you know, I thought of ways to just like pivot out of it. And I went through like a little, little mode where I was like, I don't even know what's next. Like, mm-hmm. cause there was like, the industry's gonna be shut down for like another like two years or like a year and a half, unless you like one of them, you know, heavy makers that's like still get to move behind the scenes. So you mm-hmm. get to still be active. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know what I'm about to do. So I end up going through like a breakup with this girl and my boy ended up going through a breakup. We were just at the same time and he hit me. And at that time too, like I just was like privately like meditating and, you know, just doing hikes on my own, just, Mm -hmm. you know, healing myself. And I hit my boy up one day and I was just like, yo, bro, you trying to go to, um, I think it was like Watkins Glen or something. I was like, yeah, you trying to go on a hike, man? He was just like, Y'all, I'm actually going on a hike that day to uh to Zion, Zion Park. I was like, oh, word. Well, so let's link up, bro. Let's go do it. <laughs> he just like, Zion. nah, bro. Like, it's in Utah. And I'm like, going. And at that time, I think it was like a Friday. We was trying to go Sunday. And I was just like, Utah. Shit, I'm there. It's awesome. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I was like, yo, we there. Like, we ended up taking like a cross country trip um, from Buffalo to Los Angeles. And essentially, we was going to stop in Utah, but one of our boys, he moved to L.A., so we was like, we might as well just go all the way full across country. And long story short, uh, we developed a brand, Hike and Meditate, but we really took our time to, like, really heal. And once I started to heal, I started to, and then I got into therapy, and I started to really, like, reassess everything that I had positioned so I didn't feel, like, as closed about, like, the music industry and, like, um, feeling like I was just like hopeless and like my career relied on other people going up and things of that nature. So after that, I took a pivot from it. And as soon as the world opened back up, for some weird reason, people came, I think just naturally, everybody was like enclosed in their crib. And then when they came out, 
everyone knew what they wanted to do. So the business just boomed right <laughs> yeah, up. Word. Right. Like, which I didn't I expect. Yes. But at that time, I had mentally already took myself out of that place of like, nah, it's all cool. And I just wanted to create my own path. So that, but shoot, COVID really helped. Like, it really helped boost the business and morale up. And it For gave shit. me a clear vision mm-hmm. of like where I was fucking up at, where I was doing immature things, or where the things that I was doing really good. So that I could have a more defined direction. You got time yeah. to really sit down and be able to like analyze and see yeah, stuff. Because yeah, you're probably on the move, on the go all the time, shooting, editing. Yeah, literally. Yeah. I was trash. I remember I was talking <laughs> to my boy uh, Adrian, um, him is art. And we was just like, it was just one day, we were just tired of just like shooting. We had like another shoot the next day. We just was like chilling in a car. And I was just like, bro, this is a lot. I was <laughs> like, dude, we are on the move. And he just was like, Bro, we might as well get used to it. it ain't never gonna stop. Yeah. And then when the world went on pause, we touched base again, and I was just like, "Yo, we is never ever going to get a chance to stop like this again. We gotta Word. take full advantage of this." Because I remember when we thought this was never gonna happen. So now that it is, like, we really just gotta embrace it and take that time to like relax and actually rest and really like shift the value of what life is and i really learned what it feels like to be fulfilled yeah. now yeah that's 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 fire because a lot of people i ain't gonna say a lot of people some people some people didn't take that time to really like Damn. reflect and clear up what they needed to so they could really function again in society but it's like a lot of people did and like you said you did it and your business started booming and it's so funny because people think like it's almost like a contradiction it's like i'm doing nothing but I'm focusing on myself, but everything around me, once that's well I'm back up, starts flowing like crazy. Mm-hmm. Literally. And I, I, that's one thing I feel like people people miss on. Like, if you clear up what's inside, like mentally, spiritually, that shit will have you, everything else around you flowing crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, for real, the best way I could look at it is like, if you got an antenna and it carries a signal, if it's dirty and blocked, you're not going to get the signal. If you're moving around, you're not going to get the signal because some places got bad reception. If you just sit still and clean yourself, you're going to get good reception. <laughs> like it's just That's that good, simple. That's a good analogy. That's super facts. You got you to gotta clean your antennas. You know what I mean? When did you, uh, when did you cut your hair? What? It's probably, I think it's been like a month. Where? I think it's been like a month, yeah. It's still relatively fresh. Oh, what did you have before? I had dreads, yeah, but yeah, I had dreads for like six years. <laughs> my dreads is like out here. I'm because I kind of, I think I kind of like might have seen them or remember it, but I can't picture it right now. Cause bro, I'd be like, I think I might. Did you? Did you used to wear them? Like, yeah, I used to up? always yeah, wear them. I used to seen you with them up before. That's yeah. probably it. I never really wore them down ever, really, because it just, I don't know. It's, it's annoying. It is. That's that's what made me cut it. <laughs> like you know, just cut hairs. You next. Right? <laughs> I know. It's like somebody got to hold it out. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna hold on to them as long as I can. Now, I still got my dreads though. I'll be thinking about reattaching them, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. But I'm going to just grow an afro out. I respect it. Did your brother keep his? Um, For now. For, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, nah, because like, you know how like, sometimes like you go through a change and like they say uh, like if you burn the locks, they kind of like burn like bad energy or whatever mm-hmm. type shit. He was thinking about doing some stuff like that. That would we'll be fine. See. We'll see. Yeah. Because I think the first person I... It's funny because like, it, makes, it makes complete sense, but it's like the first person I heard say they do that was like uh like Isaiah Rashad. Really? Yeah. That's one of my favorite artists, man. Yeah, he go hard. 
like he was like because people were looking like like he was gone for a while, but his hair is the same length. <laughs> like what? Like what? And he, he explained that. But yeah, man, he's been gone for a minute, man. Can't wait to hear from him again. That'd be fire. I know he got some things that we're kind of seeing some stuff. So where you know, I, I got I was super happy where I went to Days in Vegas. At this point, now it's two years ago, but that was like his first show back. Mm. And he performed. Roger was so. It was just a good experience. Word. You you went to Days in Vegas. Was um, I don't want to mix it up. Wasn't you taking pictures with like Beyonce's photographer or something like that? No, that was I did. And that was um, shout out to Raven. That was um, uh, Duce Palooza. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Derek too. Where? Shout out to DJ. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Rory, man. Get back right, on the right, Joe right. Pop, man. We need you. <laughs> yeah. So what, what's those experiences like being at those big concerts and big venues and trying to capture capture it on the lens? Um, honestly, it's pretty chill now. Like, it don't even, like, it be mad regular. Like, it, they be like, they be regular people. So just mm-hmm. like I kind of just take people for who they are. Like, even when um, DJ introduced me to... Uh, Raven, I didn't even know who she was. He just introduced me and just was like, yo, this is such and such. And I just was like, oh, yo, pleasure to meet you. It wasn't until like the day after I was like, oh. But it was just like she was mad cool and everybody was super humble. But like, mm-hmm. I, I like being in it to experience it, but not being of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that I can like freely move and just like meet people how they are versus just being like, oh. Cause I never, yeah. I, I feel I like I too. need to start like being like taking pictures with people, but I've been in so many different rooms, and I don't even be like, let's take the flick. Mm-hmm. I just be like talking and shit, and just yeah, goofing shit around. Shit, happen to happen. Yeah, yeah and I be trolling. The experience. You <laughs> say so be trolling? Uh, yeah, I'm a troll. <laughs> How so? I, I just be trolling people. Like it just be funny and stuff. Like I, I when I had met J Cole, I just was kind of like just trolling with him. Just like, oh dang, bro, when your birthday? Oh, where we got the same birthday? <laughs> <laughs> just kind of like just trolling with them and just like having fun, cause like I could say like a lot of these situations be like super serious, mm-hmm. and I don't even want to come on set or be at a concert and be that guy, that's, yeah. that photographer that's like yeah, you can't. pose like this, mm-hmm. do this, do that. Like I just want to come with like being natural and that comic relief, like. Bro, them shoes drive trash, bro. Like, you could come harder than that. I know you could come harder. Or just like messing mm-hmm. around, like, oh, yeah, that fit go hard. You got it. Or it's just something. Yeah. Not with yeah, you can't take yourself too serious in this industry, man. You'll, you'll lose your mind. They already be having one in a million. Like, that moment, I, I was walking up to him and somebody was like having him listen to a beat. So I was just like, <laughs> I'd be even more awkward. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't even want to put no pressure. Then I don't want nobody to feel like I'm taking away from like day situation stuff. But I just be being a, just a real person and just trying to have fun, making everybody you know comfortable. Yeah, that's valid. So when'd you get comfortable with like carrying the camera around, just taking shots, whether it's video, just amongst people and not feeling like? Because I know just me personally, when I was like really getting started. I just feel kind of uncomfortable like taking pictures of people all the time or like carrying around a camera because you kind of like growing up where I'm where I grew up and shit. I'm sure where you grew up, you look like the feds or the police when you got a camera and shit around all the time. Yeah. So like, where did you when did you become comfortable with doing that and not feeling like that? I'm still not comfortable. Mm. I think that's a power though. You know what I mean? I think yeah. when you become comfortable, that's when you start 
doing stuff you probably shouldn't be doing or just not taking moments you should be taking. Because I feel like you go, for me, I went through a phase where it's like, I wasn't really comfortable taking pictures because I don't want to be the guy with a camera in somebody's face all the time. Then mm-hmm. I got over that. Now it's uncomfortable because it's like, I'm comfortable with being in a room with the camera, but now people look at me like, you got to take a picture if you're here with your camera. Like, you got to. I'm just mm-hmm. like, ain't nobody drop a bag. So, like, that's I'm shit. here for the love. So, I'm a, I'm a professional. I'm going to take shots that's, like, good moments. But, mm-hmm. like, I'm not here to, like, just document everybody's life. Like, I got a life. I want to chill. I'm a human, too. Like, yeah, that's fine. That's why I'm like, the camera be making situations hot. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. I just pull up no camera. Mm-hmm. But then it'd be even more awkward because then people would be like, where's your camera? And I'm just like, damn, people don't want me around with the camera. It's <laughs> crazy. That's wild. Acting like it's like an arm or some shit, nigga. That's not an attachment to my it's body. Extension of my <laughs> right. It's like a vehicle. Because it's mm-hmm. like, I look like I look at it like the camera's like the wheel. Because like, the camera's taking me all over the place, but I just touch it. And the camera has a life. Mm-hmm. Like It's the camera that's doing all of this. I'm just like looking at it from my life but at the end of the day you put that camera down somebody pick it up it's just life through their eyes now Mm -hmm. Mm because they're gonna want the same camera they're gonna want to do the same thing go to the same places and it's just right that's just the world we living in right now where cameras really have their own life that's that's super interesting that you that you say that because it's like we living in a society now where everything is so much more on camera recorded Snapchat, people do- are trying to document everything. And it's mm-hmm. like, when I used to party in Fred, like, this shit will bug me out because everybody would have their fucking phone out with Flash the light. Lights. Like, it's, you know, Flash parties, lights. you like to have them dark, you know what I mean? Do your thing so nobody can see. It's, you damn near think the lights is on because everybody got their fucking Snapchat up. And it's just like, that's how it more so was uh, when you got there, though. I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah, it was my first, the first year it was cool. Like, my senior, this, my senior, or, People that was you know, they was maybe like twenty. I was twenty four, but like Wait, that first, was, was yeah, you was a senior, mm-hmm. you was a senior, and that was my first year there, and I was like, yeah, this is cool. Mm-hmm. But then as the years progressed, I'm like, oh my god, this should make me sick. That first like, year, you came is where I started to see it. Cause Yo, because it was when we was it was bad. It was when weird. I first got there too? and he was there. Yeah, when I first got there and Kimon was there, it wasn't like that. It wasn't really no camera. Like it would be cameras, but it wasn't an all the time thing. Like you could dance with a girl. Get off, get to the next girl, no yeah. problem. Now you dance with a girl. You got, flashlight you, got all three, you got three cameras yeah. in your face, and it's like, yo, bro, I'm just it hot. Yeah, just it's like, it bro, hot. this shit is ridiculous, man. It's because like people want to be validated in their lives more than like actually being valid. <laughs> yeah. like, mm-hmm. like, that's a fact. Like they want quotable. They want, <laughs> yeah. No they label quotable. Be, they want to be with the coldest shirt to get freaked. Had that shit on camera and then pushing like, her down so they can see the yo, shirt. see the shirt. Gotta get the fit. And, like, <laughs> and then post it and then hope somebody gonna be like, You that boy, you that girl. And it's just like, For, for what though? Right, bro. It's so. For what? Like, I ain't so gonna sit here and act like I never did it, but I'm also gonna sit here and say I grew from it so I can't even understand why it's still happening for some people. Yeah. I think what we're about because, like, like R.I.P. to DMX. Like rest in peace. When I, when sure. I thought of the Black Experience hip hop anything, I looked at DMX. I said, "Oh shit, I'm preparing for the world to be like this when I get older and have it that experience." So when I grew up and I'd see what it became, 
I felt so fucking awkward. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is he was this? <laughs> yeah, like, bro, I remember my first concert in uh in Cleveland. I was there. It was ASAP Rocky, Danny Brown, and Schoolboy. These motherfuckers was in there like moshing, and I'm like, what the fuck is it? like? And it kept getting pushed. I'm ready to knock the one white boy out. He he was like, he was high, probably off Zans or something. This nigga, his eyes rolling to the back of his head. He just pushing the crowd, and I'm like. I'm look. Everybody's fucking spread it out like the like spread it like the Red Sea, like because they see me, but like I want to hit him, and they looking at me like I'm the bad guy. I was like, I'm like, okay, this shit is weird. I'm like, you know what? Let me just let me just leave. <laughs> like, let me just leave because security. I even saw security waiting for me to do it. Like, I'm like, let me just. I gotta find a different approach. I gotta. <laughs> let me find a different approach. Let me just sit back and develop. And then, like that that helped me get into like my introspective bag because it was like. The world ain't like I seen it growing up. I have to, I have to adjust because like, what what Joe Bun say? If you're the only uh, real nigga everywhere you go, you put like you must be fake or some some shit like that. He say some wild shit. I can't remember. I'll figure it out. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, man. It's just like it's it's cool to see how everything has changed. I'm I'm just curious on where it's going. So for like coming from a the view of a photographer. Where where do you see things going as things keep getting more digitized? And I think, uh, let me think about it before I speak. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a I'm a double back. All right. Yeah, because I, I think about it and it's like, uh, the, the cameras on the phones be just as good as some of the equipment that people like professionals from back in the day used to buy. So it's like hmm. I don't know. I think because we talked about on like on a podcast, like one of our first episodes, like how um, where we see the game gonna be in ten years and shit like that. And I was saying we're gonna see people getting signed to like tech companies. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I was like that was that was my that was my hot take. And it's like as we see shit with the mm-hmm. NFTs, you see the shit with like shit. Even a trailer and versus situation. Yeah, it's like, bro, the app gonna start signing niggas. <laughs> like, the crazy thing is, I would say for photography, it's already happening. It's just mm. not public. Like, it's That's so many, fact. like, I know mad photographers That's that I follow signed to Sony. Mm-hmm. Like, or at least like brand ambassadors. But that's damn near just being signed to them and just using their equipment to like produce high quality content. So it's just like I, I it's already happening. But I feel like certain markets that don't that type of stuff don't even go public because you got to think tech even in tech tech companies are signing people. But the only time it go public if it's entertainment, like how many other people they probably they got. Software engineers signed. They got all this other stuff signed. What's the difference between being hired and signed? Besides you being owned and you work. That's really just the <laughs> only difference. Like That's true. So I think like the future of photography, it's just going to be the same future across the board for all industries. The power just going to be in the people's hands. Like, yeah. br- companies ain't signing people. They signing people's brands. Mm-hmm. Like... You're not gonna just get hired as a person, or that's how it'll be. If you got a brand, they gonna sign your brand. If you just a person, they gonna hire you. Mm-hmm. And that's usually just how the different worlds really weigh out. And I think it's just becoming a world more of like everybody got a brand. It don't even mm-hmm. matter 
people's that's babies fact. got Instagrams. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's a super it's fact. Correct. People, ten kids, times as many followers as me. The baby, YouTube's <laughs> yeah. making millions of dollars, and they their parents is literally just jugging it, just yeah. jugging it. Like, Believe yo, it. you want to play with these toys? Like, I'm gonna just buy you all these toys and just record you playing with them and get your review, so that other kids can be on the tablet and see this. It's just like so innovative and out the box because it's just like being able to like look and I think people that are jigging like that are really good at making observations and just innovating it because it ain't nothing mm. to look at your kid and be like, oh, this is so beautiful. You know what? I just was around like 10 of my other homies and watched their kids all doing the same thing. Somebody, other people going to appreciate this. Mm. Other people going to appreciate this. Do you think it taints the moment? Oh, yeah, for sure. People don't even know how to be present anymore. And that's and that's my that's my that's why I asked you the question because you're you're a camera guy. So you come in the room, you you know, you know the temperature changes when you when you go in there with a camera and you when you go in there when you don't got a camera. Because we've both been in places where they be like, "Yo, please just like don't take let's not take pictures in here." Da, 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 da. And it's a completely different thing. It's like the observation effect. Like it's that's really on some quantum physics shit. Like it's really like a thing. Like when when you have a camera present, the particles shit changes. Like mm-hmm. things that, and I think that's what I'm a as just like as a concerned human. <laughs> that's right. what I fear is gonna happen in society where it's like we're gonna put everything on camera and we're gonna try to eliminate what's not on camera. And, and, and that's what we see in, in, in today's culture, in the media, propaganda, shit like that. We're going to eliminate human experience. People aren't even going to feel the need to travel. People aren't <laughs> going to feel the need to, like, dude, it's crazy. We got a new drone just came out. You put a helmet on and, like, you practically flying around in a drone. Like, I remember we was talking, it's going to be like a virtual, dude. No, I was about to say, the VR concerts. That's yeah. going to be a thing, too. Decentraland and shit like that. It's going to be like, pretty soon we're going to see bums on the street, right? Not even, like, new age bums where they got virtual helmets and they're not even, like, active in real life and they body just on the street. They don't got no car, no house, <laughs> but they living that? in the virtual world. Yeah. They body just here. They probably lit. So is that a good or bad thing, though? I think this. I don't think it's a good or a bad thing, but I think somebody gonna finesse and figure out where them bodies gonna go. <laughs> I think that's what's gonna, gonna happen. They gonna put them in a pod like the fucking Matrix, nigga. Shit, like. Yeah, I don't know if it's good or bad because I don't know if it's gonna be for my time, but I'll make sure my kid know. Yeah, I'm trying to think. It's a movie where it's like that. Um. Futurama? <laughs> no, 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 no. It got um it got uh Bruce Willis, some other chick in there like, but they had robots oh, that go in that go into the real it, world oh. and they would get into the pod and then Dude, the robot the girl got like red hair or something, like orange hair. Yeah, it's it's with like S like Centennial or some shit like that. I I'm not sure. But it's really like literally that concept. And people were like getting killed because they were like they were, somebody was doing something to the program, and then like it was like make them have epileptic seizures and mm-hmm. shit. It, like, it was it was it was like it's some some like futuristic drama, but the shit like it could really be valid in a few years. Like bro, all that shit scared me. Surrogate. Ever since I seen Surrogate. I Ro- Surrogate. Oh, <laughs> yep, Surrogate. Good shit, Mike. Ever yep. since iRobot and all that man, artificial intelligence, all that shit scared me. Yeah. Sorry to get morbid, guys. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always Keep it real, man. Yeah, shit. Who, who was it? I say, I, I, let's say offer solutions, right? It just so happens to nah, be. Nah, fuck that. We just gonna complain. <laughs> <laughs> we just gonna complain. So today is uh, what? Today, April tenth. Today actually is International Kalindi Day. It's really? New, yeah. You That's heard good. of you heard of uh, Kalindi Yee? Is that is that cousin from the convention? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, that's that's a dude who rest like, in peace, man. Yeah, rest in peace to him. More power to him. What's the name? Uh, basically, like he would talk about the AI and all how where things are going. He's talking about like he'll say like ten years, this thing will be like Damn. unrecognizable because of how he calls it like the artificial singularity when when it gets to the point where everything is so. Harmonies can like how it's so technology so fast where shit is happening instant, instantaneous, and it's gonna be like, it's gonna change overnight just because the shit is moving that quick. I mean, shit, bro, it felt like we was in, we was we was in New York City yesterday, like what, two days, days ago, ago? Mm-hmm. and it like, oh, bro, like bro, it was my friend's birthday. I'm talking to her on the phone, and I'm like, I woke up today, and I'm like. I seen this. I was like, "Yo, ain't it someone so like so and so's birthday? It's not still her birthday." Like, <laughs> I'm thinking, like, I'm like, "Yo, cause it, the time is going so quick." Right. But as far as like solution wise, he was talking about like, in order for us to like combat the technological and how fast it's moving, you have to be able to. He his his solution was mushrooms. He was saying if you cause eat some mushrooms, it'll help you, like, rewi- everybody know, it'll rewire your brain, mm-hmm. and it'll help you flush and, like, be able to cope with how fast things are moving. That's because, crazy. Yeah, and it's, like, shit, we can see, like, this shit is... So he's saying, so how often, how often would you be taking the mushrooms? He's saying that's kind of the solution. Uh, you have to listen paraphrase. to, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll say, just paraphrase. I'll say, yeah, <laughs> to whatever your own discretion, because he, he, people will say he's extreme, because mm-hmm. he, he's with the uh, mega dose, bigger doses. So like it's really up to you, but I really think it's something just to even look into okay. because they starting to legalize it. They starting to use it for people who had like PTSD, emergency workers, and Shout stuff like Mike that. Tyson, man. Yeah. <laughs> you see them? Hey, you see them eating mushrooms on this interview? That's oh. <laughs> legendary, like, bro. I, I personally think just like if you really like just understand. I, I'm not even saying like psychedelic mushrooms, but like if you understand mushrooms and how what can be done with them. Like, they got mushrooms that can fucking eat plastic, clean up oil spill, all types of shit. That's crazy. Yeah, and it's like, you can really change some shit by really just investigating and understanding that shit. So, don't get morbid guys eat mushrooms. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. So, um, are you, how did, how did it feel when you started to kind of like break through on a like mainstream industry level? Were you kind of like nervous? And Matter of fact, before, right before we get there. So you said you started around like 10. When did you really start to take it serious as far as the photography and videography? I had like 16. Okay. I had went to, uh, when I was at Bennett, um, I would always tell my art teachers and stuff like, yo, I want to do photography. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, we had uniform. So mm-hmm. you, there was no getting fleet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, it, wasn't, it wasn't none of that. Like, but I had like at that time a sidekick and I think I had like this other long Motorola phone and I would like sneak in the bathroom and like set a timer on my phone and just like get flicks off and, <laughs> and then like everybody like at Bennett just was like yo them shits is fire like how are you doing that and I'm just like bro I just be taking these shits on my phone like <laughs> and then a couple of people started doing it and it just started becoming a thing and I started getting known for like just taking pictures so I was just like yo 
I really like enjoy this shit. Like That's I don't right. even at, at that time I really wasn't even thinking about no money or nothing. Mm-hmm. I just was like I really enjoy just capturing moments and having fun. And at that time, me and my friend circle like. We used to throw some crazy underground parties. Like, if you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it was nuts. We was really too young to be doing this shit. Uh, one homie, I ain't even gonna go there. <laughs> we used to just throw some crazy parties, and I would always take pictures of shit there. And then, like, it started to build up like attraction. And then at that point, as I kept going, at that time, I ain't even have Creative Connect. Like, wasn't even a thought in my mind. I wasn't thinking about getting any money. I had went to NCCC for about like a year and a half. When I left there, I came back to Buffalo and I just took like a year off. I ended up meeting, uh, well, linking back up with my boy Denzel. And at that time, he was just getting, he just came back from LA and we literally came back in Buffalo at the same time. We lived down the street from each other. So he's just like, we ended up shooting with one of my best friends, Sam. Shout out to Corel. And we ended up, he ended up just like, we ended up talking about something and he ended up the next day sending me a flyer for vibrations. It was just like, don't tell nobody, bro. We about to do this joint. <laughs> I was just like, I, and then I ended up just interning with him and mess with him. He ended up giving me like my first real opportunity, like industry. And that's when we ended up shooting with a boogie with a hoodie. Mm. And that was like my first initial like entrance into like the industry. And I could say I wasn't that nervous because he's a real generous dude. Like it was like a whole, it was people from New York City, but it was like a whole set based from Buffalo people. So Mm -hmm. he brought so many people from Buffalo that we've been like crumping with for years. Mm -hmm. And we kind of all transitioned into like the entertainment and media that it was, I didn't feel out of place or anything because it was more people I knew than it was people I didn't know. That's all right. So it was just like, being consistent with him on that. And then I met my business partner, Sean, like. Shout out to Holt LaVie. You already know. And like from there, I could say at first it was just a little bit uncomfortable because I didn't really know how to like process it all. Like it was, everything was just moving so fast. Like Mm -hmm. I interned with Denzel. Then I met Sean. Then we started doing more stuff. Then we started traveling with it. Then we made like a whole tour. Then we started going yeah. from city to city. So it was just like, I ain't really even have time to really process it. We was just like, kind of like coming across people. And then I would beat her to take the photo. And it's not like, when it all started, it wasn't like I was like backstage really. Like mm-hmm. I was just at concerts. So it was just like, it'd be loud as hell. And like, I'm with a camera again bunched around and shit like everybody mosh pit and i got a camera it's like <laughs> hard to really get, a, get shot. a shot so it's just like i wasn't it wasn't until like later down the line where i was like able to work my way through and then get backstage to be able to be like oh and so it's like i already went through the fire before i can get comfortable i was already super uncomfortable mm-hmm. in the most weirdest positions before i could get backstage and then people be like Yo, man, I seen you out there. I can't even believe you'd be doing that stuff. <laughs> I give you respect because I wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I, that's one thing I like. I respect. I, I've seen you in your in your process. Like you take real time. Like you're very patient and you do things like the right way. It's weird because like I, I've seen people shoot interviews before, but it's like your approach is is very different. Like. Like I appreciate he go, that. yeah, he he gonna be breaking a sweat to like make sure this shit is right. Like. Like even uh, you shot my brother's video, Caroline, the mm-hmm. Caroline video. And yeah, that like, was hard too. I thought yeah, that. I, I was wilding. 
Yo, I was like, he was ripping sweat. And I'm like, I'm like, yo, this man is working and work with the camera. He on the court right now. <laughs> yo, literally. Yo. And we be down like 30. <laughs> be hopping in like. Okay, you gotta hop in Steph mode real okay. quick. Yeah. Put, the, put it on the board. Yeah, and it, but the shit came out amazing. And, and the Appreciate turnaround that. time was crazy. Like, like Thank you, bro. you it, it, like, you're, I, like, I want to say, like, I heard about you before I, like, physically met you because he, he was always with my brother. And then it's just, like, I seen the ascension, like, Appreciate from it. what it was. And, like, it, I, it makes complete sense, like, why you are where you are. And, yeah, shout out to you, bro. <laughs> you know, the thing is, bro, it's, it's just scary because it's still just the beginning. Like, I'm building up, but I don't feel like I'm really anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You could still, I mean, I travel a lot, but you could still catch me uptown. <laughs> catch me like Word. I might slide through and pop up, and even then, like I don't, I don't know, bro. I be hanging around people that's like thirty and forty, mm. so it's just like they be on a whole different type of time. So it's like, and like I said, I partied when I was younger, so it's like you really might catch me at the function real. Like you said, you see me that day, and I'm like, all right, bro. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? So I just be literally jumping around and jetting how I get it in, and just move how I move, but. This yeah. shit still ain't even done. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. And I, I, I know what you mean because I felt like that when I was in when we were in the city. And it was just like we on a tour. Like it kind of felt like the like the pre. I felt like pre tourish. <laughs> like like we out here. We in Times Square. We got a hotel. It's shit cool. And moving around. It's like I've I've been at jobs where I'm traveling. I like that. So like I'm familiar with this. I'm familiar like. I know niggas about to be tired. I know you ain't got always got the time to run everywhere, and it's like, mm-hmm. but that's part of the, that's just part of the part of the process. And it's like we not even, and I'm like, yo, we not even there yet. Like this shit about to get wild. <laughs> like and I think you know sometimes I used to struggle with like instant gratification about it all, but I'm like, by the time we all done, we gonna be so well seasoned that it's like it's a whole different. You know, you could you could cook a steak and take it in the same restaurant mm-hmm. but that well seasoned joint is in the premium joint like, mm-hmm. and it's gonna come with the presentation and it ain't gonna come with the same price tag <laughs> yeah. that's what you said that last part it ain't gonna come with the price mm-hmm. <laughs> dog cause man I tell you what like I, I like my big plan is like I wanna be able to do tours like throughout the US and internationally so I'm like bruh my price go up <laughs> like you better call you better come correct cause man I'm, I'm, and people be thinking like, yo, I'm mad accessible too. And people like, people be thinking I'm just somewhere in a cave, like <laughs> at the top of a hey, hill. And you be around. I'm, I'd be out. And I'm just like, bro, like, nigga, my phone, you can hit me. Like, <laughs> niggas Literally. know where to find me. Like, Literally. But, so, where, when did you start, when did you establish the name Creative Connect? Like, when did you, when did that come to fruition? Like Where'd you come up with the idea? Six years ago. It came to me in a shower. Nah, we're going to cap. It literally was like, at Shit, that, that's where you get your best ideas at. Yeah, that's a fact. And I was like at a point where I was like, at that time, my Instagram name was like Sphinx, and I didn't have an I and I had like a V. Mm-hmm. And I was going by that for a minute, and like, I was just thinking about what I shoot for, and I was just like, yo, at that time. I mean, actually, still to this day, like, if you go on my Instagram, like, there's so many different people that I shoot from so many different walks of life. Like, I do real yeah, estate. Yeah. And so it's, like, such a vast variety profile that I'm like, yo, 
it's crazy that literally you can go on my profile and I've like witnessed had a conversation with somebody and they want to get close to someone that's on my profile and like I'll literally post their pictures so close to each other and I'm like you can kind of just like go on my Instagram and network hmm. and I was just like yo I'm kind of like creatively connecting people to their like <laughs> photography and I was just like yo that's funny and that's crazy I was like yeah that's a good idea I was like create connect that's and how it just came about but like literally I was just like Every you can, there's so many like gems and like ideas, people, quotes all on my profile, and it's just like so accessible to the public, and just people don't even take advantage of it. And that's what my <laughs> platform is really for. Like, yeah. I want to be able to just like give the access to people that they don't have. I want to be able to help videographers mm-hmm. or photographers coming up and being like, yo, like, I can't do this shoot, so like. I only had one person, well, two people in my life ever say, yo, here go to value, here go to connect, here go to bag. Go it, go do what you want to do. And now that I'm growing to be in a different position, I just want to do the same thing yeah. that somebody didn't do for me before I met those people in my life. Mm-hmm. Be the person you wish you met when you was a kid. Literally. That's yeah. the whole point of this platform right here. Right. That's a that's, fact. That's why I saw uh, Synergy. Yeah, that's 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 one thing I want to do is like try to get more of the uh, the younger dudes like fresh out of high school. Damn, they they're still in high school, but like I, I notice a lot of people hold themselves back. It's like or, or they don't understand how to take advantage of opportunity or like network. Because I've I've been I've even been at that spot when I'm younger. It was just like I had opportunities to do certain stuff, yeah, and it's just like. I didn't like. I've had a phone number, but I'm too nervous to call or mm-hmm. some shit like that. And today we we have so much access to shit. Like people like like you just say speaking on your Instagram, you, it's all there. But you something internally, you got to take that leap because <laughs> right. it's like we we make it accessible or purposefully. It's like, but we can't. Lead a horse to water, you can't make them drink. Yeah, facts. I was about to say we can't feed it to them. <laughs> even then, sometimes I be fumbling. I got a phone number right now. I probably should be calling, but <laughs> I still ain't hit the niggas. <laughs> like that. I'll be looking at my phone. I'm like, because it's like, you know, it's be that important person. You'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, I only get a couple of these calls. Let me. <laughs> I'll be like, yo, uh, let, let me really wait. process what I'm about to say. I ain't trying to just wing it and then boys be like, word. I'm going to hit you. Never hit me back. And I'm sick. Right. Like, yeah. I'm sick. Like, sheesh. Oh, that's yeah. the opportunity. Yeah, I'd rather be patient. That's another one thing. Like, I'm pretty patient. Like, I ain't in no rush to go anywhere. Like I'm pretty fulfilled. Like I got like two trips I'm about to take this year, and I'm I'm good. Like, <laughs> I could drop a seat, like, <laughs> cut the crib, and never do nothing else again. And I'm like set in life, and I'm perfectly fine. Come on, you talking about going to Egypt or something, right? Next month. <laughs> Come on. So how'd that come about? Bro, I just. Literally just, just decided to do it. She got the bread and just said, I'm going to just take my dad to <laughs> I was just like, the same idea where I was saying with my homie about the going mansion. Going to Utah. Oh, okay. Mm. I was just like, it's only $1,000. I done paid $1,000 for some kicks. Like, <clears throat> mm-hmm. just don't buy the kicks. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. go to Africa. You know what I mean? Like, That's weird. It's, it's nice. like, at the end of the day, it's like, I, that, that's more important to me now in life. Like, I ain't even 
I already did a lot. I ain't did that before. You know what I mean? Like, and the money gonna come, and I I know it will bring more abundance doing that. Like, I ain't really. I can't even say. Sometimes, I don't got flea, and it brought some type of opportunity. But on a percentage basis, that's probably like twenty percent out of a hundred. Mm-hmm. So it's just like I know that, and what we're about to do with it, because without getting too much into it, because I don't want to like bad juju it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But like, it's it's gonna be big. It's it's gonna be big. Yo, so what's what's uh what's next with like hike and meditate? Summer coming along. Oh, yeah, let me. Let me <laughs> <go>. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Um, well, we going to Africa. <laughs> we going to be out there, but, like, what we got coordinated going out there with is going to be big. But in, like, the longevity sense, um, trying to know what I can say and can't say. Yeah, I, I, we could we, we could just... But we just going we going to expand it better. The the end result we're gonna we're gonna buy land and Man. we're gonna make our own national park. That's gonna be that's that's like the long term essentially. Yeah. Right. How how could people get like to understand like if they want to like know more about hike and meditate? How oh, would they you can it? follow us at hike and meditate on Instagram. Um, and we got a website hikeandmeditate.com. So you can pull up there. Like it got. Really going on a website would be the best because you can book our hikes through there. You can like learn. We do. We have blogs and everything on there. And like my boy, he live in Atlanta. We got another boy that live on um, LA, and we got people here based in Buffalo. So it's just like we already expanded. And shout out to Black people who hike. So this is crazy. This is crazy. So it's like my boy James uh, connected with Black people who hike. Black people who hike is like. It's a pretty prominent, like, big platform in the hiking community, especially for black people. And, you know, shout out to Debbie. She really, like, at that time, Hike and Meditate maybe had, like, 10 followers, if that. We went our, we did our cross-country trip, and when we came back, we were just in communication with them. And then they end up just saying, like, yo, we like what you're doing. And we end up like collabing with them on a hike in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and we end up drive. Well, I, me and my boy, uh, actually, did I go by myself? I don't even think Darren was even a part of it at that time. I went down to Atlanta and I linked with James, and we linked with Black People Hike, and we did a hike down there. And they really kind of like showed us the ropes and pulled us in, and was just like really put us under their wing. It was like, yo, this is how you do it. That's how. And it's like they've been like. One, it was some good women. Like, they're good people to just, like, meet in general. We got good spirits. But, like, bro, we just blessed, bro. Because, like, they really have helped a lot when it comes to, like, hiking and meditating and helped us, like, solidify our platform and just being, like, you know, we never seen, like, a group of men talking about healing. That's Yeah, that's <laughs> how I was, was going to slide it in there next. Because, like, I, I never went on to a hike. I never did a hike until I went to Africa. And it was just, like, I could have took the cable car. It would have been what ten minutes to the top, and you know, what I mean, little nice take pictures. But I'm like, I'm like, nah, I gotta hike this shit. How long was the hike? It's the hike supposed to be like around hour and a half, two. I your knees was hurting, Bruh, We talking about an hour and a I'm half. I'm being serious too. No, hour and a half. I'm talking about knee highs stairs, <sighs> like stairs, like your knee to chest going up like stairs for an hour and a half. It took me. I think it took me like it took me about two and a half, three. But it's a soldier. Like, yeah. So it's like six total. 
No, we didn't hike down. We took the cable. Oh, okay. <laughs> but right, but right. even even coming even um coming down is it's way easier. Mm. It's way easier because like you can hide in like you can chill in the shade. You can do all that stuff. <sighs> yeah, bro. But it was like once again like you said black men and just talking about mental health. <sighs> Let me try to poise the question right. Like, in, like even going back to shit like like DMX, we understand the trauma that we've experienced just. As black people in America, and specifically because we're black men, mm-hmm. like, what 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 do you think is like, from your point of view, what what do you think the stigma is on just trying to break through that? Like, it's okay to like almost like not be okay. Is is just like what what do you think stops us from to like um, express your feelings and be vulnerable yeah, about your trauma? Yeah, yeah. I think it's environment because. In my opinion, I think in a lot of other communities, it's encouraged. And just because it's encouraged, I don't mean, I'm not saying like they take advantage of it, but I feel like they got the better tools mm. to um, actually express that. And like different, different cultures like communicate differently. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So they joke differently. So it's just yeah. like, and I feel like also too, the biggest thing is like, like the number one thing that I realized is like personally me I've I'm not really trauma like experienced mm-hmm. and like it's a trauma based world mm-hmm. so it's just like because I'm sheltered like when I like even my girl now like I'm working through things with her just off of just trauma and period that we all experience or some of us experience and I'm trying to like educate myself on a trauma and I think it's hard because a lot of people go through stuff mm-hmm. but they hide it Mm-hmm. Like people are really good at wearing masks and hiding what they're going through just because yeah. they don't want, especially when the cameras on. And it's so many cameras. People, people don't want to be feeling sorry for. They don't want sympathy. They want empathy. So it's just like on top of all of these things, it's not really an environment to express yourself. Because at the same time, too, how many? Like I said earlier, I'm like, bro, I got a, I got like a core. I grew up with ten best friends. So it's just like, at the end of the day, that's not normal. That's facts. So it's just like, a lot of people grow up and fall out and really ain't even got best friends. So who you going to talk to? Mm-hmm. A lot of people have got like a, a lot of broken homes. So who you going to talk to? So it's just like, you got... And therapy take, is something that's frowned upon in the community. Mm-hmm. It's not a good environment. We don't have the tools. We it's don't not, have yeah, the environment. It's not the tools of our culture. And, I, I, and that's like, even just funny coming back to it, it's like, what I understood, like, I started studying, like, once I found out about, like, Kalindi and certain stuff that he was doing, I started studying different cultures. Like, in ancient cultures, they used to use, like, psychedelics, weed, tobacco. Right. They used to use this as a form of understanding the trauma and coping and moving through it. Like, if you if a, if a country went to war, let's say back then, they went to war, the soldiers come back, they had to stay away from the people for at least a year. They had to go to a temple, they had to go to a certain place, and they would take mushrooms or whatever different like like psychedelics to like clean their mind and like of the trauma like and clean and clean everything out because you just were out you just murdered yeah, 500 people, now, people. And, and now i'm gonna go home and go home to kiss my baby like yeah. no yeah. like that's not that don't make sense yo no cap i took this fucking uh took this class at in triple c to this day 
I don't even know how this was a class, but I can contest like I was in the shit. It's a, it was a um, paranormal um, anthropology class, mm. and they talked about <laughs> literally, like we watched a video about this these people taking a trip to I think where was it? I think it was per, it was Peru to take peyote cactus, and they mm. got like um, what is peyote cactus? It's a hallucinogen. And they took it with a shaman, and it literally, they took it to, like, rebirth themselves and get mm. rid of their trauma. So it's, like, mm. literally the exact same thing. My boy Cody, he went to Sweet Home, dude. <laughs> this dude, I went to NCCC with him. I met him there. He went with a shaman and took the peyote cactus. And I had an actual person be like, yo, that shit is crazy. Like, I had trauma with my father and literally took the peyote cactus and faced my father in the like hallucinogenic he's oh, like shit. bro i was a kid again in the living room like talking to my dad i was just like that's wow yo like, is that is the um what is it called again the coyote coyote, cat. coyote. coyote cat. is that higher up than the toad nah, i don't even know they say the toad is like the that's the ultimate yeah because some people do the toad like people and and once again you talked about tools white people be learning about the ancient civilization what they used to do and they they'll pay ten thousand like a thousand dollars to go on a trip to do what he what his man's did, bro. To face their issues, like crazy. billionaires, like billionaire it's millionaires crazy. will pay that type of money to go and heal up their trauma. Like, bro, every black person that has trauma, bro. You grew up in the hood and they they shooting shots in your neighborhood, nigga. That's traumatic. <laughs> but people think it's normal though. So yeah. I thought it was normal. <laughs> like I was just bro. like, oh, literally. What was I doing? What was that yesterday? Like I be making fun of people who. Well, I used to. I don't know if I really do anymore. <laughs> People who like have a certain reaction or move a certain way when they hear like something that might be a gunshot, because I was just so like prone to it, and I just heard it all the time to where like I hear it, I was like, Shit, yeah, it, don't, yeah. it don't sound like it's too close, so I ain't got nothing to worry about. <laughs> Bruh, I seen somebody get smoked when I was six. Shit, wow. <laughs> like, fam, like I didn't think about that, but like it, it, I remember growing up like, okay. I'm like maybe like nine or eight, but I'm like, I just knew something in me was just like, yo, you live in a hostile environment. You need to be able to put on the front. You need to change your face. Don't be smiling. Like, I didn't smile to like my senior year of high school, bro. <laughs> like, Shit, I didn't like, smile until I graduated college. But it's just like that, that survival instinct is literally what is the reason why we don't have the environment. Because it's really like, I think the real question is like this. If I was to ask y'all, what do we control? Does the environment control us or do we control our environment? Mm -hmm. And I think like that's the corresponding question that it's like, are you in control or what's around you controlling you? And how are you connected to it? Yo, because I was in New York City. When I'm looking around, we was driving through Harlem. We was driving in the hood. And I'm really looking at like trying to put myself in the mentality of all the great people I artists I know from this neighborhood and I'm like I could see like I'm feeling where where they coming from but I'm like and I, I see why they're so like New York people like they talk aggressive they how they the braggadocious all that shit I'm seeing it what makes it and it's just like shit we was even talking about how how savage New York dudes is when it come to like trying to talk to girls <laughs> and speak game and shit yeah. because it's like they're constantly seeing hundreds of people walking by all the time so it's like if I don't talk to this girl and have an approach right now, I might not ever see her again in this big ass town. Right. Yeah, and we're bumping shoulder to shoulder on the street. And if I don't come out and reach her and grab her yeah. to get her attention, she might not so see. I'm, her. I'm never gonna see her again. Yeah. So like that, and bro, it's so it's it's just it was just interesting, and like I'm really like absorbing everything. 
And I think of people like who who pass away. I think of like stack bundles. Like people, you people know his name and hear it now, but he passed away a long like a while ago. But he was such a genuine person in such a hostile environment that people keep saying his name, and his name lives on to this day. Because it's, it's bigger than the like, yeah. actual, you know, it's it's bigger than the environment. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's where it comes down, where you just outgrow your environment or just mm-hmm. like, you know, you can always take another piece from a puzzle and fill in another spot, but that don't mean it's going to be the image. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just filling in the spot. That's like, a fact. Uh, that's a super fact. Because I, I be thinking that like, man, I plan on being international nails. Like, nigga, that's how motherfuckers gonna have to know me because I'm trying to travel here, there. But then, you know, the, the number one thing I've like come to terms to realize in life, like the same way you talk about stack bundles is like how our all of our light is. So it's just like you already are that. But I think the issue is some people don't cultivate it. Because see, people will get that, like, you may have that gut feeling or the, the intuition that, like, yo, maybe I should do this or I should help this person and da 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 and people ignore that shit and that's uh, that's what be dimming people's shit because I like there's plenty of times where I could have ignored my gut and I wouldn't have got the opportunities that came up to me like I didn't want to go to school like like it's so funny because like I got a, a degree in teaching motherfuckers don't know I hate school like, <laughs> like I've hated school for the longest but it's like I, if I never went there I would have never got to um I'd have never got to Africa. Like it's little things or it's just like my friend was like, hey yes, apply for the scholarship. Never apply for a scholarship a day in my life. I could have ignored it and just like, eh, something was telling me like, man, just fill that shit out. Like take two minutes, bullshit this, whatever. Now can you get a friend to shout out? Shout out to Amy. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Amy. What I'm saying is though like when you say like you want to be known for international travel, right? Mm-hmm. God forbid something happened to you. People going to know you as an international tra- like travel, <laughs> like you are. What you? It's like, do you want the mass to tell you, or do you? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I already. I, th- I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna care. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I, 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 I can really talk my shit. Like, yo, I feel like I'm. I'm been everywhere. But you have though. Yo, fam. Like, I've been up and down the East Coast, crazy. But that's Man, what I'm, I'm saying. That. You are what you want to be already. That's, that's yeah, a fact. And in, in it, I want my I want my everyday reality to reflect. Okay, yeah, that's a different ahead. story. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, a whole different it's story. Like like manifesting type shit. Like I'm big on like universal law and shit like that. Like right. and really cultivating my shit. So it's like shit. And I, I might as well shout it out now. We got a uh, summer program coming up. Where I'm, telling me, yeah, yeah, where I'm gonna be teaching like. At this point, it's gonna be fifth and fifth through eighth graders. We're gonna teaching it to them through through math. Like I'm gonna teach you universal law through math. I'm gonna teach you art, and it's gonna be in such a way where it can be useful. Like it ain't gonna be a basic. Oh, here's your find the variable. But yeah, bro. Like I'm, I plan on really doing that shit. So yeah, I appreciate you doing it. My brother always be like, man, talk your fucking shit. Like, <laughs> but, but yeah, dog. I feel like, like talking shit isn't meant to be shit. It's just meant to know you the shit. 
You know what I mean? It ain't meant to like put nobody. You ain't put nobody down when you around other people. Yeah, that ain't confident. got nothing to do with you. It's yeah. all about right, how, they, right. how they receive it, what they got Facts. going on inside. That's New York. Yeah. They talk shit all the time to you. Man, this shit going crazy, <laughs> man. You see how the fuck I'm coming out yeah, and all yeah. this other shit. And they just don't take it personal at mm-hmm. all. They yeah. like somebody else might talk their shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like. I said, it ain't about you. It's all about the person that's receiving the information, how they take it in. Which, they can take thanks. it as you talking shit. I, I'm, I suffer from the same shit. Like, I'm super humble. Like, mm-hmm. everything that I've, like, said today, like, it's not like I walk around saying this shit every day. Like, I'm trying to, like, embrace it. But I, mm-hmm. it's it's one thing to experience. It's another thing to embrace. But, like, fucking just got to do it on, like, one thing <laughs> at a time. You know, I ain't facts. perfect. <laughs> facts, facts, man. So, what's... Just to get back on uh, yeah, creative too. Yeah, talking nothing. <laughs> That's been a great combo. Yeah. High key a photographer. <laughs> so when you when you get into shooting more videos and videography stuff as uh, to the photography? That's a really good question. I don't think anybody's ever asked me that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can't. So funny thing. It all started when I got out of N Triple Z when I came back. So I make music as well. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah, uh, Dion told me about some shit. I was like, I'm about to start shooting my own music videos. <laughs> I've never shot in my own music video. I didn't get a chance to double back, not yet. But that's when I initially first started. I was just like, I was working with um, Rich Slave. Shout out to Chill Ali, you know, the whole gang, Simba, J Dot, my, my cousin Magic. And I was just shooting their music. My first music video I ever shot was um, Ape Shit Crazy with um, Simba and Chilali. Mm-hmm. That was my first music video ever. And when I did it, them boys was just like, what the fuck? It was just like, this <laughs> your first video? I was just like, yeah, bro. I just, at that time too, I was at Intro C and I was learning how to do it on like a technical aspect. Like mm-hmm. they, they taught me how to like do all the editing. Oh, that was and your major? And yeah. Okay. So it was just like, I already knew how to do it, but we wasn't doing music videos. So it's just like at that time, I didn't like, I never, after I left NCCC, I didn't like, YouTube University wasn't really a thing at that time. Mm. So I just had to learn from experience and I just kept trying and doing new things and it just kept going. And I do it kind of like in seasons. Like, well, now it's business has been picking up. So it's Mm -hmm. like I do more video now. So, but before it would be like, I didn't have a studio. So it's like, summertime take photos wintertime fall do video because that's how i would compensate because most most places would need a location for a video so it wouldn't be like i'd be outside in the cold Mm -hmm. and don't nobody want to take portraits outside in the cold so it was like that wasn't going to be my bread and butter but that's just how i built it up to start doing video and now like it's just growing i'm I'm still working on it. I don't hope to like mm-hmm. be able to get big enough to like have full productions and like direct bigger videos. You know, who, who are some of your like your biggest yeah, like, favorite soon, videographers man. and like people that you've looked up to as you were coming coming up? Um, I would have to say it's this dude on um, YouTube. His name's like Christian Lazan, or Lazar. Um, him, I would have to say Kid Art. I fuck with Kid yeah, Art. Yeah, I fuck with Kid Art. Too. Him, amazing shit. I really fuck with how innovative he is with um, the way he designed videos. Like, he's developed his own style. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, something that, like, I inspire to do is develop my own style. Um, it's a director um, in L.A. His name is Three Hours Ago. Mm-hmm. Super fire. Um, super cool guy, too. We ain't even got the link yet. We're going to link soon. But 
we about the same age. I've been following his progression before anything, you know, and he does like a lot of graphic work and things of that nature now, but his work is fucking phenomenal. But I definitely can say he inspires me. But other than that, like, I don't really got too many people. I'm I'm a type of person, I don't really like, I kind of stay focused in my world mm-hmm. and like what I got going on. I don't really try to look too much around at other people to be inspired. So, yeah, man, that shit, that shit's dope, man. Cause I, how I see Buffalo, bro, is like on some real like divine like intervention shit. I really feel like we gonna have something crazy like these next couple years, just with our all our creatives and people and shit like that, and like even kicking it with um at the studio with Trav and shit. I see that be on like being can be recorded on some hype Williams level shit for sure. <laughs> I feel like even when we. Man, the TV boy shit, that shit was crazy. Yeah, so how was the shooting that joint? I feel like it was a good experience. Like, it was cool to, like, just be a DP and mm-hmm. just, like, shoot. Like, and it was cool, like, to be open to other people's ideas. Like, Brandon and Trav, like, we, like, ran through it before we even, like, shot it. Like, like True made sure everything was, like, locked in. He had, like, the set already put together, like, he had everything planned, so he made it real seamless. So it, it was a really good experience. And I'm like, bro, I'm grateful because, bro, he hit me up like maybe like two hours before, two, three hours before. He just was like, y'all got this opportunity, bro. Like, you trying to do it? And mm-hmm. I just kind of was like, sure. I just took off work and was just like, all right, I'm there. Mm-hmm. That's hard. Yeah. And and it be, and, and now people, like, if young, any younger people, like, they trying to get into the industry. It'd be situations like that where it's like last minute. Most you know, of the time, we, that's how it works. Yeah, yeah you just gotta do shit. I had to. He damn near taught me that. You just really just gotta do shit. Yeah, bro. And like I learned that just hanging with Trav and this this whole weekend, bro. Like a couple days before we went to New York, I was just hanging with Trav. We wasn't doing nothing. Chilling, watching Netflix. We went back to the studio. I could have went home. I, I go in there. Shit, West pull up. We watch the TV boy video. TV boy video. And it's just like, shit, like, I'm kicking it with him, chopping it up about the video. That's crazy. Yeah, and then it's like, we we going, going to New York City. I We went out to New York City. I was like, yo, you know where, you got somewhere where you're going to stay? He was like, yeah. I was like, all right, bet, because I don't know where the fuck I'm staying. Because <laughs> I'm like, and I just don't want, like, we ended up getting a hotel and all that shit. But last minute, like, we going to do this shit, and we going to make it work. And that, that that's one thing that imperative like if you want to make it in this industry be avail- being available and being around to do ill shit and the thing about it is too man i don't want people like i'm big on keeping it humble and keeping it real bro i don't want people to think like i'm just out here traveling and i'm just like you know a photographer that's just like i getting it like i'm super humble like i said you can catch me on the east side like bro mm-hmm. i got a nine to five like it ain't it ain't <laughs> like that like yeah. i ain't out here just making it ain't that good yet that's yeah. why I'm like, I'm still in the beginning. Like, it's just like, I'm just around a lot of big players. That's really just mm-hmm. all it is. It's just like a little big, bigger bag, but I need the Birkin bag, man. <laughs> I need the Birkin bag. Man. I need the duffel. Don't start the, with that Birkin shirt. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's on my back. But, yeah. For sure. What's been, what are some of your like dream collabs with people you really want to work with, whether it's photography, videography? Like going forward in the future, if you just had to speak it into existence, I'm gonna work with Childish Gambino. That'd be hard. <laughs> um, 
I can see that happening. We need that new Atlanta season, man. <laughs> God willing, I'm gonna work with Spike Lee. I'm gonna have him shoot my video. <laughs> That's hard. Um, and honestly, just a lot of upcoming talent, mm-hmm. like young cats. That's just like, I don't got yeah. like a lot of people up that I really aspire. I really wanted to work with Kobe. Mm-hmm. That was like on my heart, man. I was sick. <laughs> I was sick, bro. I just wanted to have a convo, but I'm, I'm gonna work with Drake too. And I ain't even like, we ain't gotta do nothing. I just want a portrait in a convo. That's yeah, it. That'll be fire. Wow. It's close. Shit. Portrait and combos. Shoot, that's sound like a podcast. Sound like how you do it. Is there um is there anything that we didn't that we didn't speak on that you might want to touch on? Um any cool shit happening that we should know about? That the people should want to know about? Nah, I think we pretty much tapped into a lot of shit, man. Yeah. I think, like, just stay tuned. Follow me on Instagram, Creative Connect. Um, you know, my website is creativeconnect.club. Um, you, you, YouTube channel, Alexander H. Dot. If you can't find me, you probably got to put Alexander H. Dot Creative Connect, and I will pop up. And, um,. Nah, man, everybody just stay focused, love life, and just, you know, I ain't going to be cheesy and say stay woke, but at least stay aware. Woke is whatever you make it, but, like, man. just be open to everything that's happening in life, and, you know, don't be sleep, man. Get you that guac coin. <laughs> <laughs> that, that guac. That guac. Hell yeah, man. I appreciate you for pulling up, man, bro. Definitely like, appreciate like, good-ass combo, bro. It's a fact. Shit. No label to pop. We out. Peace.